Welcome back to Millennials Mindset. We are at season two right now, and today we're going to have another interesting conversation. Stick around until the end of the episode. Cheers. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Millennials Mindset. And yeah, today I have a really cool guest here with me. Um, see, she's a young, innovative, and outstanding creative consultant, a content developer uh, with a engineering background, self-taught communication and design consultant who is deeply passionate about youth development, travel and user-centric design. Also a friend and a really good singer if you ask me. Welcome aboard Miss Ellen Dima. Thank you, that introduction. <laughs> oh, I, need to, I need to repeat it to people. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you? How has it been? It's going all right. It's the oh, end yeah. of the year, so there's a lot of stuff to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're just taking it a day at a time so that wow. the year ends and we can go into a festivity season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, are you one of those people who believe that at, at the end of the year, bad stuff happens? No, I believe at the end of the year, a lot of stuff happens. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad, that's on to you. I believe... I believe, I believe Throughout the year, a lot of stuff happened. Like, you know, like bad yeah. things, good things happen throughout the year. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. you don't hear, you don't hear about them as much as during the festive, uh, the, 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 the festive season and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think for this year, I feel like things, enough things happened to have made this two years. Mm. But it's like a lot of things happen in one year. So it's just, we're, we're ready to call it the end <laughs> what were you doing during um during the time when um the corona outbreak like you heard about the news about the corona outbreak what was your reaction well you know because because of how we're so stereotypical i was like yes this is the apocalypse Jesus <laughs> is coming <laughs> world war z is real <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, but it was pretty scary. Um, I was working at an organization at the time and Mm. I remember uh, the first woman who came into Tanzania with the virus was someone that we had literally talked to like a few weeks ago and was at our meetings and stuff. And we're like, you bought it? So like actually knowing the person who introduces the country is like... But then we immediately had to uh, shut down our operations and hmm. um, just work from home. Okay. At that point, you were so scared of coming out. So like, yeah, sure thing. You know, you you would sanitize, you sanitize everything. You know, like <laughs> you're trying to sanitize your eyes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a, it was crazy, but. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, after a while, after a while, I think we started getting used to the idea and being in this country is like you, you yeah. have to get used to it. So yeah. we started working and stuff and then I decided to leave. Um, where did you go? We had, I, where, where did I go? I went home. <laughs> my passport <laughs> was just at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my house the whole yeah. time. Mm. It was very depressing. Okay. Um, but then it was also a chance for me to evaluate what I wanted to do with my life and mm. I ended up leaving my job and I started my business during a pandemic. I'm one of, I'm one of those people. 
they decided to start something in the middle. Tell me more about that business that you started. I want to know. Uh, it was just it was more marketing and stuff. It was mm. just things that I I I was already doing just mm. as a side hustle per se, just mm. not getting paid enough to um to make a living out of. So I just decided yeah. to make it official. Mm. I had some I had I had a lot of help from um friends uh, specifically mm. in town there's like a couple of friends who like really guided me on how to start it they've been all about that life for me they're like god man you should start your own thing and stuff so mm. everybody everybody took their part one friend was the designer the other person told me about compliance another person helped me with my website so oh, it was wow. really nice oh um but- the power of networking yeah good friendship good yeah <laughs> it's like all really? these people just people who saw me grow from like mm. when i started my work and they're like yeah you know you need to do more and stuff so even mm. if i didn't believe myself there were so many people who believed in me that there was little choice in the matter of what i was going to do after that yeah sure um so yeah i started that hustled mm. for a little bit and then things got better and better and then the next year which i think is this year <laughs> i'm Probably. sure i must have missed a year somewhere yeah, yeah, but, yeah. i think um, it's this year <laughs> it's this year yeah um it just yeah i just really thrived and i'm just really happy um mm. i moved into consultancy um, wow. and um yeah so still working with a few non-profits in different areas um yeah it's just been great Wow, wow. I like that. I like the sound of that. It's really cool, man. I wish I wish I could be a part of that. How can, can is there any way I can be a part of that of your company? <laughs> I, I could work for free for the couple for a couple for a few months. Oh, if you are, if you can I'll send you some stuff and you can see if it's something that you'd be able to do. <laughs> sure thing, sure thing. It's so so cool to be a part of something really cool as the way you are trying to like, you know, talk about it it's really cool so yeah. who is yeah. who is should i call you ellie because that's how yeah is it okay so who is ellie yeah. <laughs> tell us who is ellie tell us a little bit about uh, yourself but yeah um i um i don't know how to put it i'm a creative mm-hmm. um i i spend a lot of time trying to understand how i can better uh impact the world around me with my creativity. Okay. Um I have an engineering background because I thought that was like as creative as you could be, you right? Like yeah, building yeah, yeah. crazy mm. structures until I found out that actually there's already formulas. You're just going to be following them. So it became very boring very quickly. Ex- exactly. Um Yeah, so I've you know, I draw, I write, I sing, as you said, and all these things. Um and yes i play the guitar um yeah i really enjoy those stuff and i'm just trying to find a way to incorporate them in how i make a living wow um i like people but i also like my own time i like my space to like sort of like recharge i would say um i enjoy connecting people uh, my vision is to get paid to think <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> not do anything but think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's what I'm going against. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty much about me. Uh, so yeah, during the day I'm creating, during the night I'm recharging. 
Wow, that's really cool. They say something yeah. about like you enjoy um, connecting people. I think that's one of the things that I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, I really love to do. Like it really makes me happy mm-hmm. to see that I'm the reason why two people are became friends or I'm the reason why two people or three or a group of people are working together now so oh they started a business <laughs> together and you know it happened when I left Tanzania right I came here mm-hmm. and we used to I used to have like three four friends that we always hang out together we always go out together and chill together you know and for some reasons I was the center of everyone like like I was a sort uh, I was the center yeah. of like every person that was in that crew like it so happened that i knew two people like i knew everyone first before uh-huh. everyone else so, yes yeah, so i kind of like brought everyone else i knew together then when yeah. i left now they started like they stopped they stopped like you know chilling together because yeah. i used to host like house parties they would yeah. come over at my place at my my parents house and we'd just like you know do whatever we'd drink We'll hide the liquor somewhere in the bushes in the backyard or something like you know well everyone is asleep yeah. we'll just take it out and start drinking and it was crazy but mm-hmm. i never realized that i was the one that i i, I brought everyone together and when i left mm-hmm. now everyone had they didn't have a reason to like you know connect anymore and like you know have fun yeah. the way we used to because they felt like it's mm-hmm. there's some piece missing and it's until today, like they don't hang out anymore and we don't really talk as oh, much. Yeah, it's, it's bad, but like, it feels good for me. Even here, I enjoy, I enjoy like, you know, talking to people. I enjoy um, learning new things from people. And I think that's one of uh, the other reasons that I even started the podcast last year, because like, I really like expressing myself in, all the ways I feel I could. So, uh, mm-hmm. and in in our in our world, there are so many standards that are set that some I don't know. I I find some some of my thoughts so weird, and I feel like if I put them out there, people won't be able to understand. But if they're in my podcast, like I don't know, I'll say whatever I want to say. It's fine though. Like you know, it's my platform. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. 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 There it be. So going through your Instagram and I've seen a lot of okay. like, you know, you took a lot of pictures when you travel. Tell me about your travels. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I'm passionate about traveling. Mm-hmm. I've not traveled as much as I want to. Okay. Um, hopefully that will change. Um, the time that I feel like will be the best time, obviously, the pandemic mm. happened. Um, sure. But yeah, I... I value, I value it because it really opens up your perspective on different things. Sure. Um, one of the things I'm really excited to do is also try to do it by myself so that mm. I can develop some of my own skills, really learn about myself. Mm. Um, I want to, interesting enough, it's not like travel where I'm like, oh, I want to go like out into the world. It's like sometimes yeah. working within what we have, like, have yeah, you sure. been to all the regions in Tanzania, for example? Like yeah, sure. that would be such a cool thing to have. Sure, sure. Um, and there's so much to see here. And um, then from there, just sort of grow like your neighboring countries, and then like the whole continent, and like yeah. grow from that space mm-hmm. rather than really trying to like, oh, I need to go to like 
the Bahamas. And I'm like, yeah, but we have like Zanzibar yeah, <laughs> and Mauritius. <sure. laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, domestic travel has been something that I'm aspiring to do and I'm continuously doing it slowly mm-hmm. with hopes that over time I can expand into other regions and countries and stuff. It's really exciting for me. Oh, yes. That's really cool. How many how many regions have you traveled so far throughout Tanzania? It is, it is embarrassing. Maybe four, maybe five. Four? You should, you should, you should, exactly. you really need to, to do more, right? to work on that more. Exactly. I you mean, it's f- not like I started like a long time ago. It's like, it's just a recent thing of like, mm-hmm. given the opportunities. I mean, a lot of people here, traveling is something that is a luxury. Yeah, yeah sure. So... Until you get to the point where, like, actually, this is like something that you can actually save up and do. Um, sure. It's a lot. So mm. even it it took a lot of mindset transformation for me as well to be like, mm. it's not just for a particular group of people. Even I can do it by myself. And domestic yeah. travel has been something that people have started to recognize and stuff. So it's easier to do as well now. Yeah, yeah, and cheaper. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For Which is sure. very good. Funny, funny fact. I also wanted to like start traveling before I came to China. Like, mm-hmm. I was not sure that I was gonna come to China mm-hmm. before I did. So, like, I was still, I was still planning it out of like doing whatever I was supposed to do, and I did everything, and I was just waiting if I was going to get my visa, right? Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I was like, yo. I'm going to travel and I'm not so sure when I'm going to be back. Mm. Then that's the moment I started to feel like I need to travel the regions all over, uh, all over Tanzania. So mm-hmm. I tried, but I, I went to Mbeya, I went to Iringa. I already mm-hmm. been to Morogoro, so, mm. and I went to Dodoma. So yeah. my t- yeah, my time was limited when I was in Dodoma. Then I got a call that I that my passport is is out and I have to go like and get it. The next trip from there, I really wanted to. I really, I still want to go to Arusha. I don't know why for some reasons. I really want to go to. I really want to go to Arusha. And I don't I, think there's somewhere else I can live actually in Tanzania. Really? Why? Yeah. Why so? I think it's. I don't. It's um. It's a town that's developing, but also like there's like forest in the middle of town right there's still wow. trees there's still mm-hmm. yeah so it's just it's just it's perfect for me mm-hmm. also i'm not like a proper city girl <laughs> like <laughs> that, that would kill me if i had to live there i can visit for mm-hmm. a few months but mm-hmm. like actually living there would be very difficult for me okay but you you, you used to live in dar before right i've stayed there for yeah like maybe half a year or something. I've never really completed like a full year there, for example. Seriously? And yeah, I haven't. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got the rush, the buzz, the, the mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't and the heat. all that. But the heat, the traffic, like I didn't drive in that and I had road rage. So mm. like, <laughs> it's already a telltale sign, but it's not meant for me. I swear to God, I swear to God. I don't know, the rest of them could get so hectic at some point, you know. Like, I was born there and I grew up there my whole life. I lived, uh, I lived in Dar es Salaam, but 
at some point i'm like yo i'm, I'm kind of tired of this city man i just want to I don't know, find another place to just go. Like, it feels so good when you travel. You just go. I, re- I remember I used to go and visit my dad in Bagamoyo because my dad lives in Bagamoyo. And okay. whenever I go there, I feel I feel like um, this weight has been lifted off my, my, like, off my chest. I feel so free. I feel so relaxed. Like, it was mm-hmm. like a totally different experience. Like, as soon as you leave the city, and you go to a different place which like you know less traffic less heat just chill less population just just calm just less, some set, yeah less salt in the air from the yeah. ocean <laughs> like every time you enter dar it's like phew you get hit by that ocean water smell it's like, yeah it's humid heavy you're like okay mm. it will take me like an hour to like adjust to that yeah like, sure thing whereas here because there's so many trees the air is like so clean and fresh okay right I really so wanna. Like, I really wanna come to Arusha. I swear to God, I really, I really yeah, wanna. Should. I should, yeah. I, I that was yeah. uh, that was supposed to be my next my uh, my next stop, but like I couldn't. Like I had to leave, go back. And it was. Okay. I felt bad because I was uh, at first. I, I I went to the Doma from Iringa, right? And yeah. I was like, uh, should I go to Arusha first, then the Doma, then you know. Yeah. But I was like, I mean, uh, like, um, I was in Iringa and there is like a, a shortest route from Iringa to Dodoma, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it makes more sense if I go to Dodoma first then I'll go to Arusha, you know? Yeah. 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 So, but I wish, I what wish part, I. Re- what part of Dodoma are you in? Actually, I was actually at the city. I don't remember the names. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had a friend of mine who, who, uh, who was in Udom at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I booked a hotel close to. There's a really weird name for that bus stop in the dome. I don't. <laughs> yeah, they have weird names. I don't. Really weird that. name, like <laughs> that that local bus stop. I don't remember the name, but it's really weird. So I mm-hmm. booked a. I booked like a, a hotel nearby, near near like in the city center, closer to that Nyerere monument or something. There's a place where there's yeah. like a, a statue of Nyerere or something like that. Yeah. So my yeah. hotel was ar- around that area. So my friend like mm-hmm. would come over from from Udom, which is like really far. Like I thought Udom is like mm-hmm. it's like in the town, like but like it's like really far far away. And I went to Udom once to like make. Yeah. Isn't it like its own little? I swear to God. Yeah, something like that. It's just so huge, mm-hmm. you know. They, they would even take bajajes from like one place to another. If you're going for this lecture, you take a bajaj. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I had fun. I had fun actually. And when I received the news that my, my stuff is ready and I have to go to fly off to come, mm-hmm. come here to China, the friend that I was with at the moment, um, she took me to the bus stop the day that I was leaving and she was crying that like yo you're really leaving you know what happened she, she said I mean, she, she said something like i wish i could come with you right now i'm like can i buy you a ticket she was like yeah i bought a ticket and we just she just randomly she didn't pack anything she, i'm serious she, she she just took me to the bus stop to leave i was i was the one who was leaving back to that i was going back to that and she was feeling so bad that uh-huh. she she it was, like for her it was like 
I'm, I can't believe it that you're living like for real, for real. Like, and I might not, yeah. I, I might, I, I might not see you for like the next two or three years. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just told her like, can I buy your tickets? Like, I was, I was not even sure if the, she, she would agree to that. She was like, sure, fuck yeah, sure. Yeah. So I got the ticket and we hopped in the bus. We just had fun throughout the, throughout the trip. We really had fun and mm-hmm. we got to Dar. Then I had to go to Bagamore to see my family. Then I took her along and we went to Bagamore oh together. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really nice. I was like, yo, this is random, but it's really cool, you know? But she she uh, she didn't yeah, want to come. She didn't, she didn't want to join me the day that I was like really going away. Like she she couldn't come to the airport. Mm-hmm. She was like, no 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 no. I'll just yeah. head I'll just head back. That's it's gonna be too much. Like with this experience that yeah. we we had after you leaving the Doma, it's just it's just gonna be too much. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> what do you consider? <laughs> What do you consider your biggest challenge? Uh, what do you consider the biggest challenge you, 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 you faced growing up? Growing up? Um, yeah. I think it was uh, just several things. Like also growing up like from like childhood or like growing up in my teens or... I think your teens is when you experience more, most of the things. So let's do with your teens. Okay. Um, I think one of the challenging things was um, transitioning from um, leaving home and then coming to Arusha and yeah. staying here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of, um, I had to leave home home, come here by myself, start over. Mm-hmm. I started college and it mm-hmm. was a different, different type of people, different type of experiences making mm. friends from the scratch because yeah. um, I'd stayed home for like all my life so it really that was my biggest shift yeah. um, so I say that that came with its challenges but also its blessings mm. at that time as well because I'd also been doing a, a bit of work over time mm. um, transitioning to come work here was also very difficult um, so when that was happening it was just it was just really uh difficult to get people to believe that I could still do what I was doing at home here. Yeah. Yeah. Finding new people, um, starting and failing businesses at that time okay. as well. Was yeah. Really hard. Um, yeah. yeah. And then of course you had your teen issues like, oh my gosh, like yeah. him, so my gosh, money. Whoa me. Yeah. I had a generally rebellious teenage life. So. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. So, a uh, rhetorical question: uh, What's the worst? What's the worst experience that you had in a relationship? There can be two. It can be. It can be yeah. more than one. There can be more than one. Um, at one point, I was. Uh, I think it's. Like the person was very narcissistic and I just didn't mm. and like I didn't know how to let go of that because the way that happens is that mm. you find yourself so attached to like, oh maybe they'll change back to this person and stuff mm. or from all the love bombing and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But then that wasn't that was very harsh because it got pretty abusive over okay. time. Mm. Like uh, so yeah, just learning how to let that go. Like a lot of people had to intervene into that one. Yeah. yeah. Um and I feel like it's taken a lot of years to like actually feel 
that through that and forgive that person, forgive mm-hmm. myself, etc. Yeah. yeah, that I would say that would be my worst one. Just mm-hmm. like being around a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's really good. I think I think we 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 all go through that at some point, you know what I mean? Like we we mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with like recently I've come across something called um emotional maturity. Mm. Yeah. And I really I I I found out like really interesting stuff out of like that whole entire um topic like I learned a lot and I started seeing things in a different way. I've seen I've I've come across a lot of people who are like old in age but like mentally, psychologically they just like 5 year old teenagers <laughs> like it's really bad like and a lot of these yeah. a lot of guys or people out there they, most of them they don't know how to deal with their emotions, they don't know how to react to things. For example, if I am um, if I ask you a question like if you are uh you wanted to be with, with a person in a relationship right and you ask them out right mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. person says no they don't want to be with you would you take it personal mm-hmm. or how would you it's take like it a personal thing it's like mm-hmm. if everybody has everybody has the right to choose who they will want to be with and mm-hmm. and so it's not like a it's not like oh why me and like oh i'm so bad it shouldn't reflect on like me it should really be like mm-hmm. you know like it's just like when you're it's and it feels really insensitive comparing it to like a job but like yeah. you you, yeah. you go for a job interview you're telling them pick me pick me and they're like actually there's someone better and it's not something about taking it personally okay the, the right job will be there for you the right person will be there for you and so you don't have to like really go through that but yeah it's not it's not an easy thing to accept but it's something that just mm. be mature enough to accept with grace okay that's really good that's really good okay so um um i want to take you back to something that i really found interesting uh would you would you describe yourself as a as a youth development specialist I don't want to say specialist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm passionate about youth development. Mm. Um, and I work with a lot of organizations and yeah. groups of people yeah. in trying to develop youth in various um, in various ways. So some of it is through education, from ease of, ease of access of education. Mm. Um, providing some practical skills for the youth so like because one of the things is you can go to school and learn all the things you need to take exams for but then when you're going off job hunting and stuff and you don't yeah. have the the practical like emotional maturity yeah. um, networking leadership um, those sort of things that are not in the curriculum mm, sure um, yeah there's a other uh, organizations where we try to provide different mm-hmm. tools um hardware software mm-hmm. bicycles for like schools in secondary where people have to travel really far to get to school yeah, give sure. them access to like bicycles to make sure that they're able to go school to school safely yeah, sure. um so yeah it's just i really do like to make an impact in youth development mm-hmm. um it's really close to my heart i yeah. feel like when i came here for college Yeah. There's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I'm just going to finish college and the government is going to give me a job. job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, majority, so like, majority of the young mm-hmm. people have that mentality. 
yeah and it's just not right so like yeah. they go out and they, they're feeling like oh i got this great gpa in school i should mm. be able to get a job and then they just stuck their cvs at people and then they don't get called back and they're wondering yeah. like what ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。ディスアポイントメント。
So I would say that's the big, those are the biggest challenges, like leadership management, mm-hmm. um, developing a strategic plan or structure, and then um, communication. Okay, okay. So, yeah. uh, if I want to be a, a creative consultant right now, should I go to school? Or do you think it's more of a calling than, you know, something like I could get it out of academic? I mean... I would say it depends. Like for me, it was more of like a calling, something that I do quite easily, communicate mm. with people quite easily, interact mm. with people, engage with people. Mm. Um, but then also like because of that, uh, because I haven't gone to school for it, there's only yeah. so much someone can actually trust me. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't apply for a contract or like you know an international NGO and be like, mm. hey WFP, do you want to consult them in communications? <laughs> You have an engineering background mm-hmm. so now i'm also like next year maybe i i'm looking to like pursuing a, like a course that can help me say actually i can back it up by this i've i've not really gone to like university for it but i've definitely yeah. taken a lot of courses over time like adaptive leadership social impact analysis human-centered design mm-hmm. um yeah, so like there's definitely a lot of courses that I've done along the way that have really helped me to put the terminologies into yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, um, sure. Because a lot of times I'm just doing things, but I'm like not able to explain how I'm doing them. And then you go to a question like, this is what I do. This is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so sense I would say like making, making, having the practical skills is very useful. Mm. And then you can, you can slowly like, it's, a lot of things now are easily self-taught so it's just yeah. your your intentionality and how well you want to do it okay okay that's really cool yeah. okay i think I'll, i'm gonna ask you one more question one last question okay. about you know career talk and everything because i always okay. like to take a twist before we finish our conversation okay. so the last question would be like um tell me your take on human-centric design yeah. what is it and because I've, I've read about it a couple months ago, about human-centered design, something like that. And it was interesting, mm-hmm. like, seeing how a lot of companies right now are, like, you know, switching to that. Or, like, a lot of tech companies mm-hmm. switching to that. But I never, like, really, mm-hmm. really got deep into it. So, please, could you explain it a little bit for me? Um, human-centered design or human-centric design is mm. the... It's a process of developing, again, developing solutions or developing tools or developing products. Mm. Not because you think it's not for you, it's for the client or it's for the person, it's for users. I think people like like um, Facebook have been using human-centric design for a while. Like being able mm. to create like the like button was human-centered because... Yeah they were looking at what people were trying, people wanted, right? Yeah. People wanted yeah. to share photos, mm. but didn't want to write a lot, which is why Instagram was created. Because that yeah. wasn't because, it wasn't because Mark wanted to talk to a lot of people. He's not even on Facebook. He realized yeah. people wanted to talk to a lot of people and connect in various ways. Mm. Um, so it's really about, it's really about using the, using the people you want to create a solution for to create the solution. In the nonprofit sector, it's more of like, okay, I'm going into a community full of these Maasai women, for example, and I want to yeah. teach them how to make money. Yeah. Um, you know how to make money um, is by selling products. So you go in there and you're like, okay, here, take our well, cuckoo, take these people, mm. go and sell it. Well, they have no interest in chickens. They, yeah, they, sure. they, 
they have interesting cows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So exactly. that's developing. So mm-hmm. like you can, if you take a solution that you've thought up, it's quite yeah. selfish because it's solving your problem, not their problem. Yeah, not, not their problem. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. what human-centric or human-centered design is. It's really about designing around the client's needs um yeah. it has a lot of processing emotional um, um emotional mapping mm-hmm. um empathy focus groups all mm-hmm. those sort of situations um and now the tool to make like digital tools from them this like yeah. when you're learning things like ux um, yeah. ui that yeah. user research it's yeah. very much aligned with human centric time wow that's really that's really powerful man i really i'm really going to like you know look it up uh, after after our session here so yeah so um i have this session where i call it the priest where like i should like at least two questions or random questions that i would like love you to like genuinely answer okay so okay. Um, the first one my very very famous question is what do you worship what what do i what do you worship god <laughs> um <laughs> in a sense that um I, re- I really i really worship um something that's bigger than myself i feel like having a faith having faith as a christian to um worship something that's bigger than myself makes me not take things as personally as i would like if i didn't have any faith everything depended on me if i did something wrong it's all me if things didn't go well it's all me i have to like but like having things like faith and hope really helps me to like not just depend on my very weak um yeah. capacity to handle yeah. life yeah i really i worship that okay that's really nice well answered okay so the next question would be who is the provider who do you think is a provider in a family like like do you think it's a, a male a male counterpart or a female counterpart who do you think is a provider i think everyone is a provider mm-hmm. in the sense that as, mm-hmm. okay so as a christian obviously you know the male is the breadwinner mm-hmm. house, you know, so he provides Yeah. resources protection mm-hmm. is yes. the woman provides nurturing she provides a home you know she provides yeah. family she provides the love and all those sort of things mm-hmm. um the children you know they provide blessings they they provide the connection between the between the parents um mm-hmm. they provide ambition because like you know you have to think about someone who's beyond yourself eh? sure, sure, when you sure. have kids and stuff Mm-hmm. So in the household, I I don't think of it like who provides. I think of like what mm-hmm. is everyone providing. It's yeah, like sure. it's like a joint, it's it's joint work. Mm-hmm. And if like if you really mm-hmm. pay attention to the mm-hmm. roles and responsibilities of different mm-hmm. people and what they bring to the table, mm-hmm. I think it works very well than having to like just leave something for one person. One person, yeah. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's really powerful. I like that. I like that. Okay, before we finish our our uh, conversation here, um, so these last five questions I'm going to ask you, I want you to answer them. Give me like really short answers, like like a single a single word or a single or a very short answer. Okay, so the first one will be what, okay. what's the what's the worst advice you ever got? Ah. Uh, You'll sort it out later. What's the best advice you ever got? Uh, it's never that serious. Define yourself in one word. Creative. <laughs> what? What? 
creative. Creative, good. Okay. If you could make one law, what would it be? Um, love as well as you love yourself. It's very cliche, but I feel like it would solve a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make that a law? Okay, yeah. no question. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the last one is, do you believe money can buy happiness? If yes, why? If no, why? Like that would be to make it short. I would say no. It can make it can make it can make happiness easier to find, but it's not the resource. It's not the source of happiness. It's a it's a resource of happiness, not a source of happiness. Not a source of happiness. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. I think that's all. Um, I'm really I'm really happy that you were able to like you know pull I mean pull pull through for for the conversation yeah, that absolutely. we just had. Yeah, it was really great, man. I really, as I said, I really enjoy like having a conversation with people and you being like a friend and we haven't been talking for a long time yet. And see, yeah. I think we haven't seen each other for like six, seven years at least. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been here yeah. for like five years, almost six now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So it was really nice. Thank you for really coming through. I really appreciate it. And Thanks for having me. Sure. For real. You're always welcome here to have a conversation and. Yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Cool, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, yeah? You too. And all the information about Ellie's company will be on the episode's description. And you can also check out our our company's website, infinitesolutions.co.tz. Thank you. This is the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'll meet you next time at Millennials Mindset right here. Same place, same time. I love you all. Stay safe. Bye.